Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another Well Workplaces episode. I'm here with Dr. Natalie Flat again. Natalie, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay, Tom. How are you? Doing well. Doing really well. What, what are you I've sort of... Uh, what are you... Where's the bub? The bub's not asleep? Oh, damn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, for those listening, I'm in my son's bedroom today and there's a little cot in the background. So I've just mixed it up. My wife's in my little cubby and she's holding the fort there. So we're changing it up. He's not here. So I'll be completely uninterrupted and, and there won't be any crying or any tantrums. So that's, that's a win. But yeah, we're coming up to the end of the year. Nat, what are you sort of, what are your main feelings coming into the, I guess, the end of the year for you personally? Oh, look, time relief, you know, just a bit of excitement with the little kids. It's always a little bit more of anticipation. You know, you, you're thrown into tonight's a bit about putting up the Christmas tree. So there is always that, that little bit of magic in the air. To me, that's super special because although being a very battering year, it's nice to aim to finish that on a high with making some special memories and really trying to get some nice photos. Realise that when you flip through your memories, there haven't been a huge amount of photos this year, not like normal. So yeah, looking forward to that. How about yourself? Yeah, I think for me, it's just relief as well, to be honest. It's been a hectic year. I feel like the last two years are a blur and they're all mixed together. The weekend just gone. My wife and I celebrated our eighth wedding anniversary because we forgot the last two years because of COVID and babies and things like that. So I'm feeling like at the end of the year, it's I probably just need that time to reflect and also just enjoy the time with family and be present. Yeah, be mindful of, I guess, the fact that that we have made it through another year and it's been it's, it's been tough, but it's also been really great. And there's some really nice things to sort of hang on to from the year and also last year as well. And so I guess that's a nice segue into what we're talking about, Nat, which is really around how to embrace the simple things. And I feel like because the year has been a funny one again, there will be some gold in some of the experiences that you've had and there'll be a lot of perspective as well that maybe has been gained through, you might call it adversity as well. What do you, what do you think or what are your thoughts on that? You're so right there because the greatest thing, you know, about those, these hard times is that they always teach us some form of lesson and they show us how strong we can be and how we can adapt and, and really keep our heads above water. In those really difficult times, I, I think that we had that a lot of opportunity to, to stop and think about what was the most important to us. We definitely had those light bulb moments over that time where a lot of the noise, it was diminished at certain times or we had to process things in a different form or entertain ourselves in a different way. Uh, maybe that, you know, what we weren't used to because we were trying to, to beat the monotony of some of those days there. And a lot of those times did reflect about that simplicity in life. You know, I'm pretty sure that everyone had gone for a walk. If it was in their five kilometre, 10 kilometre, 25 kilometre, whatever zone we were in at the time, especially in Victoria, being able just to go to the beach, go to a park, bake. You know, everyone did the baking, didn't they? Everyone did the board games. Everyone tried to do little things that would entertain them. More often than not, if we would look back at those, they were the things that they were really quite simple and they were really quite cost effective. We weren't rushing out and buying the materials in that time. Like online shopping obviously did go up, but after a while, especially, you know, when we're talking to some friends and colleagues, they said how much that actually started to diminish. It started to become a little bit boring, even with something like Uber eats and doing a lot of the creating and making your own things a lot of people then started pulling that back and and starting to bake again at home and creating a lot of those old school um, cookbook and recipes that they they got a lot of joy out of so it's really interesting when we're talking to clients about they they're coming back to, and enjoy really enjoying the simple things in life what a lot of ours are really afraid of is interesting how you just said what are you looking forward to moving forward a lot of our clients will turn around and say look I'm really anxious that the things that are actually really I was enjoying and, and I really loved I want to maintain 
maintain those. But I'm feeling that once I then get pulled back into the wave of everything opening up and going on that auto drive again, that I'm going to lose those. And so it's quite fascinating that they feel that lack of control as they started to come back into their life. And they, they feel like they're going to be falling back into those old habits where it's all about the material shopping and, and living and lifestyle and doing everything, you know, like really, you know, tinsel tan and, and everything's got to have this high expectation where they're failing to admit or to, to see the beauty in the world is certainly not wrapped up in a big red bow that you're always yeah. taking. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's a really good point. I guess this Christmas period time and also the end of the year can, can create some anxiety for a lot of people around because it is Christmas. It's also the end of the working year and they're probably all people are probably also anticipating the new year and and obviously there's some unknowns and also that we know that that return to the office is it's just a, a sort of a thought in the background which can maybe create a little bit of anxiety but I think for people if you can kind of draw out some of those memories that you do have through lockdown or some of those more simple things the, the key then is probably then to try and figure out how to keep that in your life going forward do you have any sort of thoughts around best practice or best ways to or how are you advising your clients to to keep some of that or to prioritize that is is there any magical methods to it or is it i'm sure it's quite simple but what do you think there's a few things here Tom, that you know that I think that it's all about coming back and being mindful and you know there's obviously a hell of a lot of gratefulness in there like you know we really want to be able to practice that gratitude but the mindfulness I did the the beyond blue fun run on Sunday and it was awesome it was a sea of blue and it was blue everywhere it was a, the blue t-shirts the blue ocean the, the blue sky and and it was so uplifting and it was challenging you know I'm not a huge runner but you know again it was something I decided that was my little challenge over the whole year and to well continue done. to go back into the into that whole process of like really taking in all the senses and encompassing that whole experience in the present moment um, and not worrying about the future not worrying about the past just worrying about literally putting one step in front of the other it just it made me realize like how important that was to me and having my kids on the sideline, giving them a high five. And it was something that you gave back to the community. It was something that I'm really passionate about, obviously, mental health. It's something that I got my family involved in and it was also a bit of a challenge. And if you add all this up together, it doesn't have to come at a cost. It's actually quite a simple thing. And that's probably where when we look at trying to create what is it, the ultimate happiness, happiness is going to be differed to every single person, but it's got to be also based on your purpose. Why are you here? Why do you do the job that you do? What is important to you in your life? And what you are doing, does that align to your purpose? So it is a great reflection um, exercise that I do a lot with the clients. A lot of our practitioners do as well, because it really opens the doors to go, yeah, what? why do I do that? And who am I doing that for? Because if it doesn't benefit me, I need to question why I'm doing it. So it really kind of nuts out all the people pleasers and also gives them a really good understanding about where they would like to be in creating those levels of boundaries there because that's what we want. We want to have that element of control, especially over the last two years, we realised that how much that control was taken away from us. To be able to gain that element of control is a component of our happiness. It is a component of our fulfillment and also our life satisfaction. So it all kind of comes into one. And also when you are trying to work out your purpose, it's 
always great to reflect upon that activity or that situation or that experience. How did that make me feel? I know I say that often on these podcasts, Tom, but it is Mm. so important to keep on doing that self-check-in because this is what's going to create that little beautiful bubble for you. And we do a lot about the happiness. It's not so much about the materials and we know that so many people have been doing it tough and we really want to acknowledge that is not what it's about. Tom and I were just talking, weren't we, Tom, about I think in our area, especially over lockdown, um, Uber drivers became like a bit of a shortage. So, you know, we'd have friends and family saying, oh, I took two hours to get this pizza and, and whatnot. And I said, why are you doing that? And I said, what do you mean? And I said, well, I'm just too tired. I can't be bothered cooking. And I said, okay, well, let's think about the process of the cooking of the pizza. You know, it's like the rolling of the dough. Um, you can then, you know, create the pizza topping competitions with, with each of your family members. It's putting it in the oven. It's creating that amazing smell throughout the house. And it's having the ability to pull it right out to cut it straight up and then to serve it on the plate and sit around as a family. It was not so much about getting the pizza and having it delivered. It's about the process of making the pizza and what memories they'd form. And I know that's a really simplistic analogy there, but that's probably what I'm trying to highlight is that you can still have the product at the end, but it's actually about how that was actually created and and maybe even the laughs and the discussions that were had rather than sitting and watching, waiting and watching TV and waiting for the doorbell to ring. So a completely different experience, but still getting the same product. And that's something that, you know, a lot of us ended up doing, but it doesn't have to be lost. So, you know, really going back over the last two years and reflecting upon what was important to you and how you were still going to be able to keep this in your life may not be as consistent as it may have been because we've got to be realistic. Life's going to kind of get busy at certain times. But if little things were really important to you, especially as we're home, still working from home a lot and, you know, into school sports has opened up or extracurricular sports have opened up and you really like to be able to take your, your child to training, go for it. If, if that's something that's about your purpose, um, try and make that happen. You know, talking it through, negotiating, trying to create that open discussion will allow you to provide that control and really you know, equate to or, or add another bean to the bucket to reach your level of happiness there. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love the uh, purpose alignment or trying to get that right. And I think sometimes I find when people, when you say, oh, what, what's your purpose or have you thought about it? For that question, I'm, I'm imagining that's quite a challenging one to just go, oh, yeah, my purpose is is this. If you can do the self-check-in and it's more about how do you feel when you do this, as you were saying before, that starts to tease out, I think, a little bit of your purpose. I think when you're just asking yourself that, though, sometimes people find that challenging. Do you, is that what you experience with clients or do they just come up with the answer straight away? Yeah, well, usually we try and even get a little diary over the last mm. week. And, and I think that it's really interesting to open up because you say, you know, Saturday I, I went shopping at a shopping centre. Yeah, It's really interesting to say, why did you do that? Oh, because I wanted to buy this. And the other people said, oh, it's actually because I wanted to spend time with a friend and we catch up and we laugh at each other when we're putting on different types of clothes. And it's just, so is it interestingly, is it about the materials or is it about the company? And they mm. then they start to nut that out and to go, actually, it's, it's actually about the, the person that I'm with and, and the experience that they provide when I'm doing that. So it just gives it just a bit of a different perspective, I suppose, a deeper perspective. But yes, when you put people on the spot, a lot of people don't know how to ask that. And that's okay. So, but we can re- definitely record it and we can, you know, create that little diary, you know, over a week or so. And that starts to really nut out what's going to be important to you. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think as we kind of look ahead as well with trying to find or maintain that perspective and then summarising what are the, the more simple things 
things that we've practiced through the last year that we've enjoyed. For example, pizza making with the kids or for, for us at our house, to give another kid example, it's we, we started doing board games and we kind of got right into that. And this morning I'd played a board game with my son, even though he didn't really understand um, what was going on, but it was still that that idea of pulling it out playing the game instead of what would be autopilot in maybe a former life would be TV perhaps as a bad example of setting your kids up for school while you're trying to get your shit together for the day. Um, so so pulling on some of those like those basic things. I guess what we're really talking about here is how to create your happiness really, I guess, going forward and into the future. And before getting on this podcast, you and I, we, we talked a little bit about the different countries across the world and there's been some global studies by the World Health Organization where they've looked at the happiness index for all the different countries in the world. And, and interestingly enough, Australia was kind of in the top 10 or in the mix, as was New Zealand. And But really the top countries were the, was it Finland, uh, Norway, I guess the Nordic countries. And it was quite interesting to kind of think about, well, what makes those countries so good from a happiness ranking? And recently it was they they did that redid the happiness surveys or index based on what's happened through the last two years and those three countries they were kind of all really unchanged despite the chaos so it's just interesting to sort of see at a global level why why are those countries so happy what makes them so good did you what did you think of that did you well, read a little bit of that they're really beautiful um, and they yeah. really value nature. Also from an environmental impact, they they do quite a lot in that area. But what I found really interesting regarding organisations is that they, they have a lot of say mm. and their whole people come in together and they have this ability to, to be able to create those discussions together. So it's a very empathic level of communication and it comes at a, quite a flat level of, of organisation structure where everyone has that ability that once they, you know, come to the company with an idea, that, that idea is actually taking quite seriously and then a lot of the times it can even be voted and so once we throw our idea in the mix and then all of a sudden our idea is taken up then we've got this level of accountability and that accountability creates control and that control creates fulfillment and life satisfaction and then ultimately that then adds to our happiness factor as well so it was quite amazing to actually read that and a really good leaf to take out of their book just to to really take into the Australian workplace next year by allowing people to to be able to have their say and and you know once the employees are able just to to feel like they're really part of of a solution they're more likely to create that positive behavior change which is going to be able to assist with protection of organizational burnout which is something that you know America have have felt and have, and are currently feeling and we are certainly trying to protect our workplaces on so yeah definitely a really good read Tom I would yeah encourage everyone to, to have a bit of a read about that and a little bit of a think but a lot of them they ride their bikes to work and they've got all that whole setup and you know they really incorporate nature and nature plays a major factor in the simplicity of life I talk about this often looking at the fractals in the world and those I suppose the fractals that that you know the mathematical equation for a never-ending pattern and, and what that does to the brain but you know, being able to be out in those areas where you're really gaining that that perspective a lot is something that is really starting to gain a lot of speed from a therapeutic intervention. And um, and the article that we were talking about, that the UK base, that they've done a bit of a calculation that if you were to get out in and, and forest bathe um, between half an hour and two hours a week, it was saving Gosh, how many? It was saving hundreds and thousands of euro on hospital entrance from yep. a mental health perspective. So it was actually impacting and, and creating a, a socioeconomic advantage 
by people going out and and going for these walks in in forests. So yeah. a, a great way to bring that into Australia as well. We've got the most beautiful country. Mm, we need to utilise that a lot more. Yeah, exactly. And just to add to that as well, I think it was 2018 in Scotland, in a specific part of Scotland, the GPs started doing, it was allowed to start prescribing what they call outdoor RX or RX meaning for those non-medical, that just means treatment, so outdoor treatment. So instead of going in those types of temperatures or climates um, where it gets really you've probably been in the UK when it's winter it's very dark so you kind of miss out on some of those natural benefits of sunlight so that the GPs in this particular area were basically prescribing getting outdoors and I guess now that we're going through or coming out of fingers crossed out of this COVID scenario there's also talk of social like basically prescribing social interaction as well which is kind of a bit of a weird concept given that we're humans and we naturally crave that but if people are going through you know, a lot of mental health issues and rather than just going down the route of prescription and the medical approach, why not consider social interaction and actually prescribing that? Now, I don't know, I don't know the ins and outs of how you actually make that happen, but in theory, it's a, it's a great sort of concept, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you know, the benefits of exercise and, and being outdoors is just, it's just unbelievable. And again, it's free, isn't it? It's simple. That's it's right. Simple. Yeah. We don't need a fancy gym membership to be able to get fit and to be able to lead a healthy lifestyle like it's all on our back door. So don't overlook that. And it's who you share it with and it's how you do it that is going to be based on your personality moving forward. And, you know, if it is getting back into the office, then make it work. If it's in the morning or if it's at night, it just might be that bit of reshuffling of of timetable to still be able to reach that ultimate, you know, happiness through those simplicities. Mm. Yeah. Going back to what you were saying um, earlier around creating, I guess, taking a mental note of the things that you've enjoyed through the lockdown periods or the last year and a bit um is there anything that you'd like to add to creating your happiness list is there anything else that to add to around your purpose alignment and that kind of thing or is that that roughly um have we covered all that properly look it's it's a little bit it it depends on how people might like to map it out dare i say like or mind Mm. map um we've got on our fridge at home like a it's very cute though like that the boys did there's a a cloud and um, they got rainbow strips under it and then on the rainbow strips they put everything that is important to them. So it's really very sweet, very simplistic. I love it. You don't need to make this complicated because when yep. we make this complicated, then it's it's kind of going against what we're trying to achieve in the first place, isn't it? And it is, it's it's a lot about reflection and it is like that the, the whole point of that 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 mindfulness piece is, is really important. It's like who are we doing this for? Why are we doing this? And how does this make us feel? So yep. even having those three questions continue around um, you're going to be able to notice that you're going to be able to have to use your intuition there what are you what are you doing this for and even if it is monetary they the research shows that you know if we if we are going to spend money on materials more often than not that's got to align again with our personality so yes we can go and spend money on a on a holiday if we've got that travel bargain if that's what's really important to us or the people that love wine you know go and buy that wine but it's the experience of drinking the wine as well that's the important thing it's not so much about the actual piece of material so it's just a matter of just continually doing that and recognizing that and pausing and saying is this allowing me to get closer to my element of happiness and and don't put it off people everyone thinks that oh when I do this and when we have this and when I pay off my mortgage and when I have Mm. you know when I get to this level and when the kids are at school it's gonna be easy no no don't look at happiness as if it's in the future look at happiness now and you know I I always call it my thin slices of joy you know I 
even looking at laughing when I'm drinking my coffee in the morning, we've got a, a kitten and he's a, an absolute crack up and he's outside and it's the sun shining and all the minor birds are swooping him and he doesn't even <laughs> care. And I thought, take a leaf out of his book today because he just is, he just goes to the flow. <laughs> Um, always entertaining to start the day but it is those simple things in life that put a smile on my face and and uh and get me in a good state of mind yeah beautiful i love how you're keeping it keeping it really simple and and i guess it's really about making common sense common practice because it's often not the not the case normally and we we often naturally like to complicate things yes. so those three questions are really really great um ideas for people to to run with and and try and i guess do some reflection before the year's out or or on the break um natalie thanks so much for your time it was a great discussion oh, again always always tom looking forward to next week yes we'll chat then thanks so much <laughs> catch you later take care guys bye-bye thanks for tuning in to another well workplaces podcast if you've loved the show it would be fantastic if you could leave us a review on apple podcasts or feel free to follow us on LinkedIn or Instagram and search Well Workplaces or my profile, Tom Bosner. The show is produced by Alice Hoyle and is made in my backyard cubby. If you would like to hear more about our exclusive events and more about the Well Workplaces community, feel free to email me directly at tom at wellworkplaces.com.au where I'd love you to tell me who I should interview in the future podcasts and also tell me what you've loved most about the show. This podcast is really built on community input and built on the aspiration of inspiring healthy change in every workplace. Thanks for listening.